0: But I also believe strongly that designers shouldn't shy away from taking pictures of the ugly. Take pictures of the process. Your clients are genuinely interested in that too. The Wingnut Social
1: Podcast, how joining a community can help you to grow your design business with Lori Leisure.
2: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey
1: there, Wingnuts. Welcome to the Wingnut Social podcast. I am your host, interior designer and head Wingnut. Darla Powell, and I'm joined by my home theater installer, Natalie Ann Graff. Ah, I got a new title. I love it. Yeah, we had quite the weekend. It was a little of an expensive weekend, but to be fair, I warned you. I warned you that it would open up a
2: can of worms. Yes, Darla decided she uh, needed to have a new TV, and then Darla decided that her processor was not processing the picture correctly. And so then you had to have a new processor. (laughs) So yes, it was quite the can of worms. And now I have to tear apart drywall, add some conduit in, Mm -hmm. run some new HDMI cables. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love it.
1: It's an expensive hobby, but I love it. And I was just sitting there playing my ultra high definition 4k Captain Marvel (laughs) movie on my 85 inch television. Just I'm in heaven. It's nice to have hobbies even expensive ones <laughs> but natalie you hate going to the movies let's be honest i do you do hate going I do. why do you is that the amish thing or you it just... must be okay I,
2: I don't like i don't like going to all movies. right so
1: now is there any reason to have to go to see a movie again absolutely not only to see it like then and there
2: no we're not even doing that
1: okay so there's no reason right no okay I have achieved my goals.
2: You have, so I don't want any complaining about any of my hobbies <laughs> and what they might cost.
1: Yeah, but now you know, four K Blu rays have to get bought. You know, new cables. It, it is a can of worms, but I do enjoy. I've been doing home theater since two thousand and four. I really enjoy it. I am that geek. You're that nerd.
2: Yes, yes, you are. And you know how
1: I learned about home theaters? I'm really self taught. I know how to do all the. I actually do know how to do all the installations, all the wiring, and everything myself. And I learned it by joining a. community. Community. Yep. I'm a member of the AVS forum, which is a forum online for, you know, fellow nerds. And there's not very many women on there. (laughs) So when you do comment in a thread, boy, you got to watch out, be ready. Uh, But that's how I learned. That's how I learned everything. And today's show is about joining a community to learn, learn about your interior design business, have some camaraderie and some uh, kismet with fellow designers to learn how (laughs) <laughs> You're making faces at me, Kismet. I'm not even sure that's the correct use of that what word. What the
2: hell is Kismet? I've never heard of it. I don't know. Jerry Cerruti, tell us what
1: Kismet is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With fellow designers to learn, you know, how to better your business, how to better your marketing and how, if you have a question, you know, you can ask fellow designers and there's something happening now. There's a, uh, like a grassroots movement kind of for designers who are really lifting up other designers and helping them. And one of the communities that I'm thinking of is the Interior Design Community. That is the name of it, which is great that they were able to snag that. And you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Instagram. And the founder, creator, and grand high poobah of the Interior Design Community is Lori Lager. And we are fortunate enough to have her on the show today to discuss her group, how she managed to get over 100,000 followers in total you know, in this group and what the benefits are for interior designers, why joining a community can help them further their business goals. So, wing nuts. let me tell you a little bit about Lori Lazor. If you haven't heard of her, which is doubtful, but here you go anyway. Lori Leisure is the founder of the Interior Design Community, a thriving social media network with over 100,000 followers, where those working in the interior design and home decor industry connect to learn, share, and grow their businesses. As a self-proclaimed connector, she's a matchmaker. (laughs) Lori loves to connect people who might learn from each other. She has managed to consistently connect people internationally through facebook instagram and youtube over the years laurie has found that so many designers all over the world struggle with the exact same issues whether they are from boston or from bangladesh wingnuts help me in welcoming laurie Laser to the wingnut social podcast hey there laurie Laser. welcome to the wingnut social podcast how the hell are you i'm wonderful how are you We are excellent. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. I was telling the wingnuts about your excellent group, the interior design community, and you're one billion people in your group. (laughs) We're talking all about community and how, you know, joining a group with like-minded people, it's kind of like a a, a huge online mastermind, wouldn't you say, for designers to join, to pick each other's brains, to help them grow their business. So we're going to dive into that and see how joining your group or a similar group, because we all know that there's several, but the focus is on yours on how designers can benefit from that.
2: What, Natalie? Yeah, but why don't we start like way at the beginning? Like, (laughs) why did you start the interior design community? I think Darla's getting a little ahead of herself here.
1: No, that's what that's exactly where I'm going to start. So you started the interior design community in 2012. So tell us a little bit about those beginnings. What prompted that? And, and why the hell? Why'd you do
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we originally were, I was active, pretty active on um, Twitter and I had a separate company that has since sold customized walls and we were, you know, wanting to connect with designers, but we were also building our website and having, you know, the typical issues everyone else has, you know, you're struggling with how to get ranking and, and how to build your blog and how to build your website and how to do social media and had a lot of questions. And I Found Twitter just really wasn't letting me have those open conversations that I really wanted to have. Like, what do you have? What do you what are you using that is working for you? What isn't working for you? Those kinds of questions. And um, I was participating in Twitter chats, but I just didn't feel like it was a deep dive enough conversation. And so at the time, Google Plus came out with communities, and it was kind of an innocent thing. Like I just started the community to thinking that I would have like maybe a hundred followers at some point where we could all just kind of share information. And it, it just blew up. I mean, I think within the first year we had over 10,000 and, you know, as Google plus sort of lost its interest, we did, we did a lot of cool things in the beginning. We did like live streaming for the first time we had, you know, high point spot style spotters. We had great conversation. We had almost like trade show style conversations on video and, and, and even, you know, through the, through the community just in chat. And it was really fun and exciting. I used to do them on a kind of, it's kind of like what you're doing with your podcast. We used to do these on um, Friday afternoons. It was just (laughs) kind of a fun way to end the week and everybody would check in and we'd have different topics and talk about different products people were using and how people were doing different things. And we sometimes had like Guests on that weren't even in the industry, like we would have, um, like GoDaddy on and things like that, so to talk about hosting and oh, you know wow. just those questions that everybody has that you know we right. wanted answered from a design perspective.
1: <laughs> right. So you were you had a business customized walls that was a, yeah. a business like a vending kind of thing for interior designers. Was that a B two B business?
0: It was a, no, it was a B to consumer. Okay. (laughs) uh, B to C. But (laughs) But what we also worked with businesses to primarily um, high rise buildings. Mm -hmm. And our, our wallpaper was like, um, you could put it up and then you could peel it down and it wasn't, wouldn't damage the walls. And um, I sold the company, which was Uh. my plan. I had planned to build it up and sell it. I sold it a little sooner than I wanted to. My mom got sick, but that was the plan from the beginning anyway. So, Worked out really well for us,
1: right? So, are you an interior designer by training, or what is your? No, background I'm, gra-
0: there? I'm in the from the graphics industry. So, okay. I worked in the graphics industry before I started customized walls, primarily in the fine art industry. And when I found this wallpaper material, I thought it was incredibly unique and and, and interesting. And I thought it would be gr- be a great business for people. And since like these this kind of material has taken off, it's right. No, I was just curious as to, you
1: know, I was just trying to dive in a little bit more to that motivation cuz if it was B2B, I, I you know, which is it wasn't, it was B2C, B2, um not B2B, but still it's it's brilliant either way. Yes. I was just curious. Well, so, we wanted
0: uh, designers, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get into designers. Yeah. And that's kind of where I thought, you know, this I could do, you know, two with the same stone, you know, two birds with mm-hmm. the same stone, like, you know, learn about the things that I needed to for my business, but also connect with designers who might be Um, People who had purchased from me more than once. So it was, you know, what put me in the industry. And um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, it it was kind of a, a weird coincidence that sort of interior design community took on its life of its own.
1: Okay, so Laurie, when your initial platform started on, well, Google Plus is where you started yes. originally, yeah. did you find that the designers that joined from the get-go were willing to help each other or did that grow over time? Was it something new to them where you had to say, hey, here's 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 our format. This is what you guys need to do. Take out the claws.
0: <laughs> you know, we just always sort of fostered that, that from the very beginning. So I don't think we had to super encourage it because we attracted designers who already felt that way, I think. And, you know, the ones that didn't really didn't maybe come into our community or left because the ones that stayed were willing to, you know, share information. And they needed a spot. A lot of times, um, designers, you know, they're operating, especially even, even designers who have multiple employees, they're sort of operating in a bubble where they you know, don't have someone else that they can vent to or ask questions about business questions. And so, um, you know, just that opportunity to share information and, and knowing it's not like a direct competitor too. It's like not in your backyard as somebody that maybe is across the country too. I don't, I think that helps a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, it was, you know, I didn't really have to prod them too much. Basically, they were they were interested in they were looking for the same things I was looking for, which is, you know, connecting and sharing information.
1: Right. And you know, I was actually kind of blown away with that because when I started a little over two and a half years ago, not even quite two and a half, actually, was it Natalie? When was it? Gosh, what is this? We're it's in July. Not, I don't even two know. years, three months ago, I joined um the Ivy Group on Facebook. Yep. And I found that to be incredibly helpful. And I was just blown away here being this little baby, you know, I know nothing from a previous career in law enforcement with all these designers and decorators and stagers just so willing to help. And if they were in Miami, would they have been as helpful? I'm not sure because that's where I am. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's definitely an asset. So, how has the community evolved? Since 2012.
0: Well, you know, social media evolves, so we kind of have to go with it <laughs> because we <laughs> yeah. we exist on someone else's platform, really. And ultimately, someday I'd like to have us exist on our own platform and be very strong there. But until then, we're going to, we exist on social media platforms and we're kind of um, have to move with the times. Like Google Plus originally was really, really great for your SEO. So we had a great benefit yeah. for it, for people to be there and we told them what that benefit was and we shared with them and we we taught them what their benefit was um but um instagram started becoming really really popular facebook when i started google plus as customized walls i'd already run the gamut on facebook so i kind of knew what it was like to build a page there and then like lose a bunch of engagement because the algorithm changed so mm. i didn't really want to touch facebook as a page i really was thinking me to be at a as a group later, and that's kind of how that started. We were, you know, on Instagram after Google Plus, and then we started the Facebook page. And I was kind of trying to keep this Facebook page very small, um, and I still do. I want it to. Be, I don't really need it to grow or really want it to grow. It's a mastermind group, and I try to keep it. You know, ch- I cherry pick. Um, you know, the right designers that are in there that have a lot of experience so that the level of conversation is extremely high. You know, it's people who've been in the industry for a long time usually who know their stuff and, and um, can connect to each other in a different way than like our Instagram group, which is a big private, I I mean, a big public like group where everybody can share information and, and talk more publicly
2: and what's the main difference about designers how they have to represent themselves today on social media versus 7 years ago i mean
0: how how does i well, mean i, I know think it's all changed that, and it's all evolved, uh, there but- is yeah that there is social media is such an advantage for designers because they can you know before they could even really do their first design they can really articulate their aesthetic through social media they can um Network with designers in their field and learn about uh, what different designers are doing before they even enter into the design industry. So, you know, from a design student perspective, it's it's an incredible advantage. I think that you know we've always well, we've been struggling with um, just the learning curve because it changes so fast, and and designers are such a, it's such a busy busy industry and everything is changing all the time as far as you know what new products are coming out and what you know designs are coming out but on top of it having to stay on top of you know what are the the factors and how do you post correctly on Instagram and on Pinterest and Facebook to get traction. It's, it's a hard gig. I don't, I don't envy designers who try and do this on their own.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: So personally speaking, what skills did you have to learn to build
2: this type of following in this type of community? I mean, you yeah, just it's like huge.
0: Yeah. I, just... I had to learn everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I had to learn how they were, I mean, how each individual social media works, what, you know, benchmark testing, uh, you know, of, you know, what, Types of posts move. What types of posts don't? Um, what the audience is looking for? What they're interested in? What they're not? Um, you know what? And can I interrupt you there yeah. for a second and just
2: ask you how you went about
0: learning some of these things to try to you know a lot get of get a reading, little bit further in a, there? a lot of reading, a lot of connecting. Google Plus helped me a lot with this because I actually Google Plus was originally a place where there were a lot of web savvy nerds, you know, so they were like <laughs> the leaders, the leaders of Google, the leaders of the top search engine uh, companies who handled big, you know, fortune 500 companies, and they're, they're maintaining huge websites, they they were on Google Plus. And so they were telling us, you know, this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. Their content was a they're extremely dry. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not really what attracts most designers to read. But, um, you know, you know, when you read like social media examiner and things, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. things like that, and you stay on top of, you know, what, what's working for people and people, sh- you know, in that group sharing with, you um, you know, people that know what they're doing and, and how to index, you know, your blog posts the fastest, how to, you know, make sure everything is SEO to the, to, to a T, you know, how you're working your, your Pinterest page um, to, to, you know, uh, you know, to go after the groups so that you can actually, you know, expand your audience. I mean, it's, there's a lot of tips and tricks for every single platform. Um, and you just have to kind of roll with it as much as you possibly can. As from a designer's perspective, you know, pick one, you know, pick one social media that you want to be really great at and, um, you know, and, and really address it from a, from a professional standpoint. I think a lot of designers miss that, you know, they might have like an Instagram that is, you know, half personal, half business, And instead of really going after their, their customers in their local area, you know, yeah, exactly.
1: And, um, you know, another thing that I wanted to, to mention to you, that was really good point to really focus on one channel that you're really and just do it really well, instead of doing several half assed Yeah, but I and that, and uh, social media examiner is a great resource for if you guys yeah. out there in DIY, want to learn and wingnut social to wingnut social.com. We have a blog and you can learn, but we're not nearly as established as social media examiner. And Michael stelsner has been around for quite a while. And they yeah. really have their, their <laughs> stuff together. Um, but I wanted to ask you, okay, so there's, there's great tips and and tricks and you learn something what would you say is the number 1 or t- let's even say top 2 if you if you can t- tips and tricks for, for how you built this group especially on Instagram because designers are perking up right now to um, 89,000 followers
0: <laughs> well i i think the number one thing is knowing your audience that okay. i mean that's and that's true for me my audience is interior designers but it's true for the designer too which is they have to know what their client wants to see from them you know right. what what does their client want to look at does it do they want to look at you know their weekend barbecue with their friends or do they want to look at the process of how they're doing yeah. their design jobs and so you know what works for me isn't going to be necessarily what works for your audience, designers, but you know that's that's the tr- that's the nuts and bolts of it is know the kind of content that your audience wants. And the number two, which is so so important, if you're going to post someone else's work, give them credit. If a- you're going to post, it, <laughs> yes, if you're going to post a designer's <laughs> work, and you're not the designer of that work, you yes. must not only praise, you know, give them credit, but praise them and tell them what a great job they're doing. And if you can also reach out and find out who the photographer was, and praise them too, because it's a it's a copyrighted photo. So exactly,
1: make sure that you're making (laughs) that designer the star of your post. Look at how awesome designer ABC did with this space. Yeah, his goals or whatever.
0: I don't have any, you know, problem with people sharing other people's work, because there is not and sometimes designers will disagree with me about this but there is not really a volume of work that truly could fill the social media beast of any designer I mean you're just true sometimes some days you're in sweatpants (laughs) you know (laughs) and you don't want to take pictures and that is the truth for any business owner and um I think that in those cases you know you or feel free to share, shout out another designer's work who, you know, inspires you or you learn from and, you know, and, you know, it shares also a part of your aesthetic and what you see um, in the beauty of design. And, and I, I think it's a great collaborative thing because, you know, every designer needs that content. I mean, really, uh, Instagram likes it if you're, you know, if you're feeding it two to three times a day. And that that's hard, I that's mean, that's really hard, yeah, that's a really I don't even do that. I used Not to me, either. and that's how I built the audience that I have was to keep it up to that level, but it's it's. I don't I don't know too many designers that could no, really that's hard you know, and especially with you're
1: doing you know a lot of designers listening aren't you know projects take a hot minute and even if you have yeah. six or seven or ten going at a time if they're a two-year build or if they're even you yeah know, you're you're definitely a few you know weeks away from photo shoots so it's uh, you, but I
0: also you know, believe mm-hmm. like strongly that designers shouldn't shy away from taking pictures of the ugly. You know what I mean? Like right. take pictures of the process because I think your clients are genuinely interested in that too. Yeah, they're, of course, they're interested in the beautiful, you know, results, but they're interested in like, what does this look like for my lifestyle, for my day? You know, right. what kind of problems you have such an amazing opportunity to teach your client how to treat you based on how you, put your social media out there you can in a nice way this is how our contracts work or you know and put a little meme about it or this is you know or this is how you know this is when things go wrong and this is how I I was able to fix that because I have experience and I'm a designer. And your average everyday homeowner who tries to do this DIY isn't going to have that breadth of experience to know how to handle these situations that come up every single day for a designer that they solve. So show that sometimes, your expertise, not just the beautiful, because I think that's what establishes you as the authority and that's exactly. what you are you know a
1: great a great place to put those two is on the IGTV channel and now you can post little thumbnails in your feed for that to lead people to your IGTV channel which has gotten a little bit more of a growth and traction in that and also right. stories like when you're doing photo yeah. shoots or when you're doing here's the, here's the before of this fireplace here's how it was you know quite the eyesore now look at how gorgeous it is I mean, people love to see that more raw and rugged behind the scenes stuff and and stories is a really good place for that sometimes right. if the before pictures are lying in your grid in your feed they might not skew as well and but you know do the before and say scroll for the you know I mean the after and the scroll for the before
0: you know I don't even mind them in the feed as long as there's a great little explanation about what I'm looking at you know because as a client if I'm going to go back there I'm going to look I mean, sure. I'm going to read a lot about this stuff. You're absolutely right. If you're a prospective client,
1: you are reading into it. So. You're going to yeah. stalk them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna of course. Em. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, um, I mean, a lot of these design clients are, you know, they're they're spending a lot of money and they're going to, they do their research. Just I, I do my research if I'm going to buy a $20 spatula <laughs> on amazon <laughs> i think i read for 2 days and
1: we just bought an 85 inch television i read for 2 days on that yeah thing, so. yeah
0: <laughs> people read reviews and they they read into mm-hmm. what before they make their their decisions you know establishing yourself as an authority is truly what, I mean, you're educating the people who don't know that they need a designer and you're also attracting the people that do. So
2: as designers, you know, we try to give our our clients this information to read as we were talking about, but can you recall maybe a particular example of when you took two designers on your platform and you, you got them to collaborate and to hook up oh, and yeah. to help each other? I mean, you felt like a proud mama. Do you have any type of an example <laughs> oh my gosh. would be so, like,
0: Hey, I, I did this. I was part of this. So, 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 I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think now on the top of my head because like this has happened, uh, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of times, you know, we connect people all the time, you know, it could be a design student who's looking for a mentor and we'll connect them to designer that's in their area, or it could be two designers who are kind of doing similar things across the country and we're, you know, we think that they should should talk because they've got some, some similar style and similar um, ways that they run their business. And then it could, it's sometimes it's just, you know, somebody who needs the right vendor or the right opportunity, you know, like Veronica from Modennis, you know, she does great blog tours. So we've, you know, introduced her to some people that she's had on blog tour, you know, um, nice. lots she's a of times, guest, by the way. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I mean, she, I, can't I can't say enough about her. her. Yeah, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's so nice. She's the mama bear of the design world. <laughs> oh,
2: <ooh. laughs> well, how how does being a part of a, a bigger network like IDC help a designer market him or herself better in the design industry?
0: You know, I don't know that we're necessarily a place to market your business, but right. to we are definitely a place for people to collaborate and learn from one another. I mean, and even sometimes that's as simple as you know they just want someone to vent to who understands and and will say yes i've had that problem too and you're not alone you know but but it's, but sometimes it's a solution based thing hmm. you know they they're looking for and so you know, maybe- they have a Mm-hmm. that
2: that would be a safe way to say that would help them yeah i was, then, I was just gonna yeah. say <laughs> yeah, make some, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense yeah. then maybe in the in the platforms by you being able to go over what you know previous problems with other designers had and then then people yeah. can grow from it well they become that
1: expert to right. present themselves as the expert f- by picking the brains of other designers in this community and getting you know that, that all those problems solved that definitely right. helps them in you know their confidence in what they market to their ideal client. For sure. right? You, I know it
0: did with me, with my group. And, and how to, co- you know, have that confidence to, you know, especially, I would say the number one issue that comes up the most is, um, is about pricing, you know, and yes. how do I, you know, price it? How do I stay firm about my prices? How do I, you know, um, overcome an objection to my pricing? And I think sometimes hearing other designers, you know, what they're charging and what they're doing from, um, you know, from that perspective is incredibly helpful to other designers, you know, because they're able, if, if nothing, they're able to be more confident about what they're charging and that they're, they're allowed to make a living and they're allowed to have a vacation (laughs) and they're allowed to go home on the weekends and not answer their phone. You know, I mean, these are things sometimes it takes someone else saying that to you when you own your own business, for you to actually listen to it, you know. Yeah,
1: that's how that's when we started raising our prices. I started hearing it on the podcast and seeing it in the groups so I'm like, "Man, I am way undercharging." <laughs> and you get the confidence when another designer says, "Oh yeah, I get this all day long." You're like, "Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and even now, that's how I raise my prices. I'll like we just came back from Luann live and uh Nancy Ganzakoffer was charged what you're worth and I'm like, "Yeah, let's up our hourly rate by 20 bucks." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, Wingnuts, do you love doing your own social media, but you just don't have a sound strategy in place? Are you just throwing images at the wall, hoping that they stick to your ideal client? Well then, Darla and I are super excited to tell you about our Wingnut Social Strategy Package. One of our expert social media specialists will help you discover your goals. Analyze your current performance, build your customized social marketing plan, and coach you on the implementation. It's a tremendous value, and you can find out more by going to WingnutSocial slash services or by giving us a call at 1877 Wingnut. Again, that's WingnutSocial.com slash services or 1877 Wingnut. Now, back to the show and the crazy. So was there ever a moment that you just thought, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten myself into?
0: What am I doing?
2: Why am I doing this?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much every time there's a problem, which sometimes there is between, you know, between members, oh. um, which, uh, Drama. yeah, that happens. You know, people will, you know, have a heated sure. discussion. And, um, you know, some people get dis- just really offended by. Um, by that and we you know we try to make sure that there's a level of civility obviously in the community and on our Instagram channel too where you know there's respectful conversation but you know <laughs> i it's it's hard to 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 you know babysit that yeah, <laughs> that situation hard. sometimes yeah. you know because it's it's navigating between you know between usually very, very uh, business savvy people who have different opinions, but they, you know, and that they strongly believe in, and neither one may be, may be wrong. And that's that's really hard <laughs> to, you know, navigate that from from my perspective, because it's not violating the rules, but it made you upset. And I feel right. for you that it made you upset, and I, I'm sorry that it made you upset, but at the same time that yeah. persons allowed to be as passionate as right. they want. Right, you have to, to be, be able to have a discourse. Like I've seen yeah.
1: some oh gosh within the last year, we've seen yeah, I know you and I both have seen some pretty heated uh discussions about it. Yeah.
0: And hey, I I'll get I'll and- get into it myself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I you know, I um have my opinions too and I I even have to take a step back from myself and say, you know, uh, because I do try to, the, I kind of try to keep the community as a separate entity to myself. Okay. So I try to follow the rules of the community as a member of the community. And it, even though it is mine, I really don't feel like it's mine. I feel like it's ours. You know, it belongs, it's grown so big. It's not really about me. It's not, it's not about how I started it. It's, it's grown to belong to the industry. And I really believe that. And, and that's my plans for it too as is, is the long term plans are you know to put a board together to have it run beyond what, whether or not i'm using i'm losing interest in it or not because it it really does connect people on a you know on a really big way in a really right. big way we no, we've does. catalog i mean we've had have more than 10 years of cataloging emails and you know oh wow you know all of this stuff so i i don't want designers to lose the power of their numbers you right. know and that's something that we've been able to see is that when they come together they can do some pretty amazing things and they, that's happened within our community
1: so where, where do you see the IDC in the future I know you mentioned you had interior design communitycom are you looking to, for that to be like a self-contained little Instagramy Facebook kind of thing just for us
0: I mean ideally I would love that because that would be that would mean that that it would be in your in the design industry's hands and I and and they would have more power
2: right. you know
0: because we're we're beholden to any algorithm the social <laughs> yes. media um, world throws at us and we've we've had to evolve and change with every social platform um, and we do that but it's it, it's so much more powerful if we can you know message out to our community like say I'm just going to throw this out there as an example. Say there's a brand. We had a brand one time and I won't name who they are, but they went to high point and they offered a design discount to designers. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of designers who took that pricing that they got at high point and they bid it out. They bid it and put put it into jo- their jobs. And then, the design the company decided not to um, honor that pricing that they weren't going to sell to designers anymore shortly after they left high point it was pretty pretty yucky and you know there was no no recourse you know as an individual you know we had many different designers who came to us and said because they made a big splash at high point hey we did you know they came to high point they offered this price and then they took it back and we tried to contact them directly and, you know, we were just trying to get them to say, Hey, look, you know, just honor what is already out, you know, on bid right now. Like what what's already in the process of, of being in a project because you're going to make the designer eat that if you don't, because they're, they've already shown it to the client, the client signed off on it. You know, that's not cool <laughs> to change the price on <laughs> No, that.
1: not at all. You
0: know, so um, we tried to negotiate that for the group of designers knowing, that um this was how going on and they weren't so great about it and so you know i'd love for designers to be able to have the power in those instances to be like okay here's a group of products that are really designer friendly and here's a group of products that i would stay away from because of these instances Mm -hmm. you know there's no lists like that you know there's no power in numbers uh, you know now I'll say a little funny thing that happened. (laughs) What goes around does come around for this company because years later, something did happen where a designer had a power over what this company was going to be doing. It was going to be a big move for them. And this designer was like, no, (laughs) because I remember what you did in IDC to all, you know, to all of these designers. And so they like cut them out of an opportunity that this brand had that was was pretty big for them, you know, years and years later. But, the thing is like designers have that don't even realize they have that power of their numbers right. you know because they're operating on their, their own they don't realize like you you know you're you have millions of dollars that you're specking every single year you know billions of dollars you're specking every year you have power to say no I'm not going to use that brand that doesn't support designers. Yeah. And did you tell that
1: vendor at the time when you went back to them and said, Hey, this is totally uncool. And I have over a hundred
0: thousand designers here. Yeah. And they didn't care. Yeah, They were like, no, we can't offer that. Pr- I guess I think that they made a mistake with pricing and, and no. honestly I understood that to, to some degree, but I'm like, you cannot yeah. not honor the pricing just for the, you know, I'm like, if you want to change your pricing, after but you have to give it to the people who already have it you know agreed you know so it's just it's stuff like that that just irritates me (laughs) (laughs) so much you know the wrongs of the world you know that I feel like as a community we have a say and you're not going to get I mean as much as I love them you're not going to get that from the associations they're not going to you know they're run by You know, they are sponsored many times by brands Mm. and they're not going to come out against a brand again, in favor of design, in in favor of a designer. It's just not going to happen. So, so the community is like your own gangster. You're like your own gang. Yes, we're gang. A, a gang. We're a gang of designers. We're gang. Yeah, hoodlums
2: don't mess with the
0: designers. Yeah, yeah you. I love absolutely. It. I love it. You know, <laughs> we, were, we were the ones who, like, definitely made a big stink about the house thing because yep, it would have been I a remember. long time brewing. And mm-hmm. we just, it was, it's like, I just felt like designers didn't understand what was going on. It's one thing if you sign up for it knowing, you know, what's, you know, that's fine print. <laughs> If, you know, this is what's yeah. really happening to you, you know, yeah. but it's another thing if you're signing up, not knowing, thinking they're helping you when they're not, their job is not to help you.
1: You know, on a, just a quick side note, I did invite someone from HALS to come on the show to discuss, you know, HALS and how they work and something. And I spoke to their PR agency and everything. And I still haven't heard back from them. So I think that would be a great opportunity for them to, to you know, change some of that perception with interior designers, with our audience. But, yeah. Lori, I have one last question for you before the what-up wingnut round. Based on the uh, the buzz and, you know, what designers are talking about in the interior design designer community, what, what changes do you see coming to the, uh, you know, up the pipeline, down the pipeline, however that's said to the industry. Around that, the pipeline. Yeah, thank you. That we need to be ready, ready and ready to adapt to. You
0: know, I think it's already starting, but, mm-hmm. you know, pricing your um, services separate to product is key because people are just going to be buying online more and more. It's just, it just, it's, um, you know, slow to grow, but it, it, it's eventually going to be, be something that, uh, you know, anyone can do. I mean, this is just, the technology is not going to go be stagnant. It's going to grow. And um, so I think protecting your, your profit is number one for designers. They have to, um. Do that, and then probably after that is you know just stay educated about on you know any digital platform. You know, I have designers still that aren't um you know have have not registered on Google at you know Google Places. I'm like it's a hundred percent free. You, it's like being in not being in the yellow pages. It really is. It's it, like it not being, really yeah. You know, and they don't know enough what they don't know, and yeah. you know so. Staying as educated as they possibly can, and and um, you know, they should be fine. All right. Yeah, Laurie,
1: I have to ask you now if you are ready for the what up wingnut round.
0: I'm ready.
2: <laughs> now it's time for what up wingnut. Wingnut.
1: Lori Laser, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why?
0: You know, I thought about this. It's definitely going to be an apple tree because uh-huh. I'm from New England. You can like pretty much throw a <laughs> stick and you'd find an apple orchard. And I think that they are very giving. They, you know, you can get apples from them. They attract wildlife. So I, I definitely think uh, apple tree. Do, do you attract wildlife? <laughs> I attract a lot of things that I <laughs> I feel like I do. I'm like, I'm like Snow White like that.
1: <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be?
0: Okay, this question irritated me because <laughs> hashtags are a indexing, you know, searchable <laughs> text. It's not meant to be spoken or in print. And i Do not like it. I will judge you if you have a hashtag blessed sign in your home anywhere. (laughs) Um, But if I had to, it would be hashtag IDC designers, which is what we use on Instagram. And there are like over 50,000 uses of it since we started. That's a
1: great example of a branded hashtag, by the way, listeners. If you guys go back to our our previous episode on uh, hashtags on Instagram, you can see that's a terrific example. We should have used it. And let's see, if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why?
0: I would definitely want to be able to transport me and anyone touching me anywhere in the world instantly. That would be me. That's what I'd I want to do.
2: One
1: of my I,
0: favorites. I love it. <laughs> I like the
2: fact that she added in touching her so she could take whoever she wanted. With oh, her. She I got to take She's people. a giver.
0: <laughs> I got to be able to take my people. So,
1: <laughs> Last but not least, what book has had the biggest impact on you, either personally or professionally?
0: So this is going to be a cheesy one, but um, I know a lot of people probably have like some serious book or whatever. But um, when I was younger, my mom really liked um, romance novels. And (laughs) one of her favorites was Jude Devereaux. And she loved the book, A Knight in Shining Armor. And she read it. My grandmother read it. My grandmother had my grandfather read it. And I read it. And, um, you know, that book... You know, we all kind of had it kicking around in our houses, and we all read it a couple times because it was kind of just a good, like it was Outlander kind of style, right? But without the rape, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was kind of a good book, and um, and I read it to my grandmother when she was in the hospital. You know, so I think of that that book because it just reminds me that have how books connect people. You know, and oh. and thing. I think that's probably. I would it's not as like intellectual <laughs> <laughs> but has an
1: emotional impact on you clearly. yeah absolutely absolutely Night in shining armor by Jude Devereux Dever- yep Devereux awesome and please tell the wingnuts how they can join your amazing interior design community
0: well you can go to instagram we are interior design community on instagram or on instagram on interior design community.com um those are the two places we do have a Facebook page you can follow us and an Instagram channel as well
1: all right terrific thank you so much for joining us Lori we really no appreciate problem. it and uh, we'll see you in the groups All right thank you thank you Natalie and Graf yes' I'm- what movie are we watching tonight on our on our new home theater
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna watch a movie because um, uh, I' uh John Wick Two. Listen, I slept in the bottom of a fire truck last night. I know. Yeah, you're struggling. <laughs> I'm you're struggling struggle bus. today. So, um, no, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch a movie tonight.
1: Struggle bus today. I did want to tell the wingnuts listening that before they run out to Google Plus to learn everything they can about social media, it's now defunct. That's gone bye bye. Like within the last two months, it didn't. It just didn't take off. It. It wasn't. I didn't like it. It was clunky, but definitely Lori got some good juicy education from it. I, I got some education today. See how she was self-taught going on learning. I did. The, Just like me in the home theater and me and pretty much everything else in my life because I hate schooling. I hate book learning. Uh,
2: right, right. But Actually, I, no,
1: I do like book learning, but only if I'm doing it myself. Do you
2: want to know about my education or is this all about uh, they you? They all
1: do. They all want to know about your education. They're dying. Look, oh, okay, go.
2: <laughs> so the education I learned today, which I kind of already knew that if the designers stick together, I mean, it is like a gang. <laughs> I mean, we could take over the world here. <laughs>
1: Like you know, well, yeah, she's so off, off the air. We did find out who that vendor was, and it, we it's, did. I'm not going to say, of course, but no. it's, it's shocking, really. So, but if you have a group of eighty thousand plus, you know, hundred thousand plus designers, you would
2: think you would think that they might have some pull, but but uh, yeah, well, you know, if, that if company. Those, if those eighty thousand designers. Stayed away from the company. I think they'd feel it.
1: Yeah, I think they are feeling it. I, I think mean, so. knowing who they are, I, I I think they are feeling it. So, guys, run over to the interior design community. It really is an amazing community. You don't have to, you know, be a part of a a platform or a software. You do have to be, a, you know, a professional in the industry to get in there, and. um join. it's so it's very supportive. It's you can learn a lot. You can throw a question in there. Hey, where did you get this item? You know, where, what would you do? I have this client that's giving me, you know, it's a pain in the ass. Here's this problem. How would you solve it? Or, you know, what should I charge for? Our, you know, just there's no everything. stupid question. And it really does help you build your education, build your confidence to help market yourself more confidently at the risk of being redundant there in your in your market. And that's at the time when I was I was starting, I was in Ivy, the Ivy Group, which is still amazing. It's a really good, you know, terrific group. Now we're my with My Doma, MyDoma Studio, and they have a group as well. You, you think you do? Do you have to be have their their software to be in the group, the MyDoma group? I'm not quite sure. Oh I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I think you do. I know you do for Ivy. That's, well, we did, have
2: both softwares. We do have, but
1: we still <laughs> do have both. Um, but that's an amazing group too, and it's just so. It's, gosh, I don't want to say amazing again, but it's just really, really cool how interior designers are so supportive of each other and. It, could the logistics and the geography have something to do with that? Maybe, you know, because, you know, I know I'm not competing with, you know, Vanessa Helmick, who's in Maine or whatever, and we're very supportive. But, I, you know, she would be supportive if she was next door. But Because that's Vanessa. That's a bad example. But That's a terrible yeah, example, darling. It is a terrible example because she's incredibly freaking helpful. Oh, and I know who else has a group that's pretty helpful if you want to go in there and ask some questions about social media and marketing for interior designers.
2: Oh, yeah, we have a group.
1: We do. It's called the Wingnut Social Media Lab. Oh, that's
2: what it's called. Yeah, we don't have
1: 100,000 people like Lori Laser there does, but we have a little over 1,000 and we share each other's blogs and ask for SEO tips. And if you have an Instagram question, throw it in there and... If not one of the wingnuts or myself, or you know, will answer it, then someone in there who's pretty astute will pick it up and that's give not me. A response people. It's never Natalie. It's no. never
2: me. No, I no. never have that kind of answer. If you want to know about whiskey or you want to know something else or fishing, I'd be glad to help you. But please don't ask me any technical questions.
1: All right. Or also, guys, if you are overwhelmed and just don't want to do any of this yourself because you hate social media, which shockingly is 99% of you, <laughs> we're finding out here at Wingnut Social. Give us a call at one eight seven seven wingnut and we'll be happy to do all your social media marketing for you. And you won't have to do anything except for go out and make things pretty. Oh, well, I like that idea. And send us the pictures so we can share for you and write copy for you and do hashtags and all that stuff for you and schedule it at the they right times. It, yes, they, got know, it. they got it, Yes. They got it. They got it. They understand.
2: Let me They're tell you, it's an, smart.
1: It's enough to drive you crazy. I know. I, that must be why I'm in the mental state I am. Or, you know, if you guys are like doing it, you have the extra time, maybe you're not quite fully established, go to wingnutsocial.com, look at services, and there's a whole um, social media strategy package there. It'll just give you some direction and you can run with it. And I think that's it for this week, Natalie. Do you have anything else? I'm hungry. I'm yeah. It's lunchtime. Yes. All right. That's we're all gonna go eat lunch. Until next time. So long. See you. The Wingnut Social Podcast, how joining a. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Right off the bat. The Wingnut Social Podcast, how joining a community. A community? Ha! Dun,
2: dun, dun, dun.
1: Bah.